0: Deep in the heart of Central Texas, is the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke. So excited that you've taken the opportunity to download our show, stream it online, stream it on YouTube, Facebook, no matter where you're listening. Thank you so much for doing so. It makes our day makes our socks go up and down when you guys um you know subscribe and uh tell a friend and um listen to the show every uh, couple of weeks when we do these so anyway just so excited to have you guys on board uh excited for another podcast and uh every time i sit down the microphone or do this uh i'm just fired up man i love the outdoors i love sharing it with people i love um educating motivating inspiring adding purpose and significance to what we do in the outdoors and uh, that's just really where my heart is and i know a lot of you guys that i hear from in social media think the same way and um, it's just great to have like-minded people to listen uh that really believe in, in uh you know what i'm trying to preach i guess here in the uh, texas outdoor nation lifestyle is conservation and um you know the next generation and and just all the great things that have to do with the outdoors and preserving it for the future so that's a great thing so today's show we're going to be talking about bow fishing not a subject i've talked about much in the last year or so just because we've had a lot of other fishing and hunting things going on but i wanted to take a little detour since we're in the summer months this is releasing july 5th uh Right after 4th of July, I don't know how many people are going to be listening, but uh, it's great time, guys, to get outdoors and do a number of things. Great time to go axis hunting uh, for an axis deer, great time to go bass fishing for summer bass. Um, you know, I've had uh, Matt Williams on the podcast talking about that before. Awesome opportunity to go out bow fishing because you can do it at night. Uh, you're not as hot, you know, the wind's blowing, you're you're in good shape. Go with a, a, a bow fishing guide in your area like the one I've got here in Central Texas, Marty McIntyre. And that is who I'm interviewing this show. Uh, he stopped by my little home office um, podcast studio this week. Uh, the week before this airs, and uh, we sat down for about I don't know 25 minutes or so, and just shot the breeze about bow fishing. And I have an article that is out in the July issue, and you should be able to read this now if you get the magazine or get the digital issue of the magazine, uh, the digital edition. Uh, I've got a magazine or a magazine article that is about coastal bow fishing, and um, the uh, the title is Bow Fishing for Rays and Other Coastal Species: How to st- What to Stick with an Arrow and How to Do It. Or what's legal to stick with an arrow and how to do it, that's what I mean to say. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great article, I think. I wrote it, so I'm a little biased, but I think you'll enjoy reading it because there's a lot of people that don't talk that much about saltwater uh, bow fishing and just talk about, you know, carp and gar and uh, freshwater lakes and that kind of stuff. But man, um, there's gar in the surf, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. We talked about that on the podcast I did with Chester Moore, um... There's there's uh there's uh stingrays, you know, they're illegal to shoot, uh with a bow. There's wide variety of different uh fish, sheep's head, um, you know and the list just goes on. And I have that whole article up at fishgame.com. You can read it on the digital edition and subscribe that way if you haven't already. Or you can get your print magazine in the mail. And if you have not received that and want to subscribe and get this issue of Texas Fishing Game, just call up Larry Dalton in our office um, and our numbers on our website at fishgame.com. And he'll get you set up with this month's subscription uh, and, and a subscription in this month's issue. Uh, if you just ask for him to send that to you. So just tell him Dustin told you to do it. <laughs> so anyway, man, I just love doing the show. You guys are a trip. I, I'm i getting more connections now that I'm asking for them in social media. I have an open Facebook page. I, I don't um, discriminate against anybody really. Um, and I, I'm really just open to talk to you guys that listen to the show. I mean, it makes my day that you guys care enough to uh, watch, read, and listen to what I'm up to. And you can see kind of the, you can actually check out this, this bow fishing article on my Facebook page. I've got it uh, segmented out of the magazine. So you can read just the bow fishing article on coastal bow fishing and um, the equipment and the gear and that kind of stuff to use. But I've got that PDF downloaded at dustinsprojects.com. You can just go there and download the PDF. And, um, there's some other stuff going on at dustinsprojects.com. My course is almost officially launched. I don't think by the time you hear this podcast, it should be launched, but, uh, it's an online course on how to be successful in the outdoor industry. And, um, I've got that and my two eBooks releasing all at the same time as part of that package, but you can also order the eBooks separately at, uh, dustinsprojects.com. I've got Achieving Success in the Outdoor Industry eBook. And then the top media gear picks, uh, gear guide, I'm not sure exactly, I, I changed the title on that recently, so it's basically all the gear that I use for podcasting, video, um, writing, all that stuff that I do in the outdoors. So I uh, got a fantastic deal on those right now at dustinsprojects.com, you can click through and click through the link to purchase those uh, directly, or purchase those through my course website, Thinkific. So anyway, um, got great things going on there. So... Another event that's going on this year is uh, this time of year, I should say, in the summer months is the uh, backcountry anglers and hunters or backcountry hunters and anglers, I should say, is a conservation group. They're basically uh, seeking to ensure North America's outdoor heritage of hunting and fishing in a natural setting is preserved through a education and work on behalf of wild public lands and waters. Love these guys. Got to interview Katie De Lorenzo who's now with this this group, uh this conservation group, and also uh talk to A Bullman, I believe is his name, is the gentleman that I um, I uh, connected with. He has an outdoor podcast, I believe, on Public Land. I need to still go check that out. But basically, he has given me four tickets to do different events, four tickets each to two different events that we're going to be giving away on this show, and it'll be our first giveaway we've done in this podcast in three years. So that's kind of exciting. Um, first ever giveaway, and basically what this is is the Full Draw Film Tour 2018. And there's a Facebook page and all this. You can go check it out. I'll link it all in the show notes so you can find all this stuff really, really easily. But there's two different events, one on July the 21st in Fort Worth and one on August the 11th in Austin. And I've got, I'll have got i put links to both of these events. But basically they're both for the Full Draw um, film tour uh, showing or premiere or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'll tell you about the Fort Worth one that's coming up first. And that's going to be July the 21st in Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth area, Roanoke, Texas. Cinnamon Creek Ranch is where it's going to be at at 10 a.m. Saturday, July 21st, in uh, Cinnamon Creek Ranch at Roanoke, Texas. Um, And they've got uh, Instagram tag for the for all that stuff. Tickets are only 10 bucks. I'm going to be giving away four tickets for this event, and then four tickets for the um, Austin event that's going to be. Let me pull that up here. Uh, That's going to be at Archery Country, which is a place I frequented a lot with my gold tip arrows and my Grim Reaper broadheads. Um, but it's basically going to be a showing there. They've got a really nice facility, Archery Country does. It's just north of uh, of the downtown Austin area. I've, I've been there many times, and it's closer to me, so I may try to make it to that one. But basically, it's the same festival, uh, film film tour, and uh, full draw film tour. And that's going to be Saturday, August the 11th at 6pm. 6, 6 and uh, Saturday, August the 11th at 6 p.m. So plan for either one of those. This is going to be a fantastic thing. All the proceeds are going to be benefiting uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, and uh, they've just got a lot of really great things going on, and I'm really excited to, uh, to be able to partner with them and uh, do this giveaway. So here's what we're going to do. If you listen to us on Facebook... Even if you don't listen to listen to us on Facebook, you can share us on Facebook because every week we are every week to two weeks we promote an episode that I make a video out of and upload directly to Facebook as a native ad or as a native uh, native, run, native native video. So basically all you need to do is like that like that uh, post that has the video embedded in it of the podcast and then share that to your friends. And then while you're at it, if you want to go over and drop a line to me, Dustin Warnke on um, on uh, Texas Fishing Game Facebook page, you can message me through there or you can obviously go and find my personal fo- profile. I don't have a page for the podcast because Google's uh, Facebook's changed their rules and uh, pages don't get near as many you know uh, feed visits as a lot of uh, other content, especially the um the native content that's there between users and not pages. So anyway, long story short, um, I'd love to hear from you. So anyway, it's the third thing you can do, but the, the main thing I need you guys to do is just to like the podcast and, um, and share the podcast. Uh, and, and that will enter you into the drawing for these tickets. That's the easiest way I came up with doing this on the fly. So, cause I just got these yesterday. And, uh, so anyway, just like the podcast post and, um, Share the podcast post, and uh, you'll be entered. I'll see exactly who everybody that, that did that will be, and then um, I'll try to post something as well about the uh, the event. And four tickets to each event, um, so four tickets each, and uh, prices normally ten dollars a person, ten dollars per adult. And um, all ages can attend, but um, it's just a fantastic thing. I'm really excited about that. So, uh, not to be too much further into our show, we need to dive into our interview with Marty McIntyre. He is the head guide and owner of GarQuest Bowfishing Adventures. Fantastic guy. I've had Tim Jackson, who works with him some up in the Dallas area on before... I uh, haven't had Marty on in the last year or so, and it's just great to sit down and talk to him again, especially with the quality of the sound. It's cool. It's not a typical phone call like you're used to hearing me take uh, on and record on the show, which is easy to do, but uh, I like having people in person and on my professional microphones and stuff, so this really sounds good, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, so here's my interview with Mr. Marty McIntyre. So uh, joining me in the studio here, Mr. Marty McIntyre, head guide and owner of GarQuest Bowfishing Adventures. How you doing, Marty? I'm doing good. Thanks for visiting with us in studio here. I haven't had an in-studio guest in like a year. Wow. And um basically I wanted to just have you here since uh you just looked at the July issue of Texas Fishing Game. We have a, a coastal bow fishing article in, but I just it's been a while since I've done a bow fishing show at all and especially with you and um you know, we've talked about bow fishing with Tim Jackson, who's one of the guys that works with you and sometimes and um you know, but it's just one of those things I wanted to have you back on because you're such a wealth of knowledge about the sport <laughs> and encouraging the sport.
1: I'm old. What do you guys say? <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> so, um where are you going? Oh how how's it been lately? You've been really busy lately, uh booked up for trips and stuff like that this time of year, right?
1: Yes, and it's been it's been hit and miss. Some nights yeah. are just crazy and other nights are just okay. okay. Right. Um the other night we did real well. We got in some big gar. What lake? That was on Belton. On oh, Belton, okay, cool. Yeah, we're fixing to go to LBJ tonight, so we'll okay. see how that goes.
0: That's good. That's good. So, the basics of bow fishing is is trolling around with a trolling motor and basically, you know, hitting the banks and the edges and the coves and that kind of stuff, going after fish um, and shooting them with a bow. Is that is that basically saying all right? Okay. You're hunting the fish. Hunting the fish. Okay, and
1: probably three to four foot of water. Right. Uh, whatever we can get clarity in. Uh, Belton has been super clear this year. Uh, Stillhouse is probably 16 foot visibility at least. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's been real good.
0: Okay, cool, good deal. And the thing that I find interesting is that you know I, I was watching a cart video the other day. A uh, guy catching carp and cooking carp, which I still, he had a Bangladesh friend, that, a friend from Bangladesh that cooked uh, carp, and I'm like, ah, I'm still not there. But bottom line, he was saying carp are not an invasive species, and I'm sitting there going, uh, yes, they are, because they'll eat what? They'll eat they'll bass eat, eggs.
1: They'll eat anything they can get in their mouth. Yeah, exactly. Bass um, eggs,
0: catfish eggs, I mean, all kinds of other fish. Yeah, they're not that. aggressive right?
1: like a bass or a catfish sure. is or a gar is, but they will go through nest and find spawning beds and they'll just clean them out. Okay. Um they suck up the dirt. Right. And then they spit it back out so that makes the water clarity go down. Right. And if the, you know, the water is murky and muddy has particles floating in it, that makes it difficult for the game fish to
0: Right, to see. See and breathe. And breathe, yeah.
1: You know, because they're breathing through their lungs. If their lungs get dirt and mud in it, then... That's not good. Right. Um, They're not, you know, like I said, they're not aggressive, but they still do a lot of damage.
0: Okay. No, that's good. I just wanted to clear that up because I kind of thought, yeah, man, you have a good point about certain things not being an invasive invasive, but they're still, you know...
1: They were brought in. They were I brought mean, in.
0: It's a food source. People exactly. don't believe that when I say that, but I forget what president brought them in around the turn of the the last century. Correct, correct. Um, and said, you know, basically this would be a good food source, and nobody eats them here. So not know. not anymore. Now, long long, a long time, time ago, ago did, it yeah. was
1: yes. But at that point, everybody
0: was starving too. <laughs> that's right. You are pretty hungry. You're carp. Absolutely. But, um, that's fine. You're fine. It's all good. Absolutely. Okay. Um so you've done some coastal fishing bow fishing before i know you're not um that's not your typical forte your typical forte is salt water but the point i made in the article that i wrote was that you know the idea is that you know you can fish for a lot of fish you can fish with rod and reel with a bow uh on on coastal waters um you know certainly not you know game fish but you know your your gar you know which a lot of people don't even know are in the surf um your uh your stingrays and those kind of those kind of things you can go after pretty easily um for bow fishing right
1: stingray uh sheephead sheep's head yeah um gar that yeah some of the biggest gar you'll find are in salt water in salt water yeah or at least brackish water
0: right Right, that's half fresh, half salter Correct. or somewhere with that with that consistency. And you know the the main thing I always invited people in that article, if you've read it or not, guys. It's it's we're in July now uh, when this podcast is airing, but um, basically what I what I caution on that article is basically you know to make sure you follow the game laws and, and size and, and bag limits and everything because they're the same for bow fishing than they are for um, for rod and reel.
1: Absolutely, and if you're shooting something with a size limit you've got to make sure you're above that size right so if you think it's close pass on it
0: right that's smart that's smart there's
1: plenty out there to go for okay that you don't have to worry about oh wait a minute that's close but yeah, and yeah. Accidentally shooting there. something too small.
0: It's a target rich
1: environment. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> what I've always liked about bow fishing and I'm I'm called by one of our digital editors years ago at outside the box writers, because I I like, you know, crossbows and I like Bow fishing, And I like, you know, air guns and just stuff that most people are like, huh, you know, yeah, exactly. I'm not your typical guy, but really you're not either because Marty, because you're, you're into bow fishing hardcore. And, you know, there are not a lot of guys that are, you know, there's increasing numbers of guys that are getting that way, but it's still kind of the fringe, isn't it?
1: Correct. And well, and that's, uh clients I took out last week hadn't even heard of bow fishing (laughs) until (laughs) just recently, exactly. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) Absolutely, and they decided they want to try it and they fell in love with it and that's, that's what I like to do is get people started in them. You got me
0: started. I mean, that was 2011 when I started with... Can you believe it's been that long? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I
1: can't even remember back that far.
0: (laughs) But, you know, the thing that I've always liked about you is you're great with beginners, you're fantastic with teaching and educating, and you've got some YouTube videos of you in action, and I've edited a lot of YouTube videos of you setting up a bow fishing boat and things like that, But you are all about the education, but you're all about furthering the sport to benefit the you know the environment really because you know gar is not a is a native you know fish but it's not a sport fish but you know carp and buffalo and so on and so forth are you know it's not a bad thing to to, to shoot them
1: well and and you have to remember almost everything we shoot have no natural predators right
0: that's another good point i was just gonna you know bring that up i'm glad you the said the gar this. yeah
1: think about it a four-foot gar how much is it going to eat in a day a buffalo and i know this for a fact buffalo eat game fish and other oh, minnows sure. they don't care and they don't go aggressively pick out one like a bass wheel they go through a whole school of them and just suck them up mm-hmm. and the reason i know this we've we've literally shot them get them up on the deck and they're spitting out minnows
0: Whoa. now
1: what kind of minnows i don't know but they because they are small they're less than two inches long right but they're spitting out four or five of them at a time God, my man. favorite one of my favorite stories is uh, we were on Granberry, and this guy shot this big old buffalo. He brought it in, and it flopped around on the deck, and we finally got it up, got our pictures, and put it in a uh, tank. Mm-hmm. And he sits down, and he goes, we're all, we are all back to fishing except him. And he goes, there's a crab back here. <laughs> and we're going, there, we're in fresh water. There are no crabs. Uh, every one of us. We turned around and there was a little hermit looking crab madder than heck
0: crawling, and crawling crawling up.
1: on my deck. Where it came from I mean, it had, had no to be idea. it had to be the buffalo. Right. But what it was doing in you know, Granberry Lake It wasn't happy though. It absolutely
0: blew my mind. Right. No, that's fantastic. I, you know, I, I was I had an interview. I was on a podcast, the Fish on Ted podcast, which is strictly for fishing and hunting guides. And um, Ted Johnson's his name. He's a guy in the Philippines that I work with, and he he asked me what my favorite guide or outfitter story was. And you know which one I brought up. No. 2012 when we did the bow fishing marathon. Oh, you remember okay. that?
1: Yeah, about wore you out? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, you wore me out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so that was almost 24 hours. We ended up yep. at three o'clock in the morning. We started the previous morning at like five, Right. and we went and hit four lakes south, southeast Texas. Um, we worked Texas, our way worked back, worked our here. way back, back up to uh, to where to, to to I guess it was Georgetown. Georgetown. Was. Yep. Yeah, that's where I. Yep. And I I still have memories about that trip. I shot a tilapia in eight foot of water. Yep. That trip. Uh we shot 12 gar in under 2 hours I think it was. Yeah, they the, was. The,
1: and we were already thinking, "Oh man, we should just go ahead go and home. go. Yeah. We're all wore out."
0: And, and that's when the best was yet to come. Exactly. <laughs> the best was yet to come. So I thought that was Absolutely. Great. Yes. So that was one of my favorite experiences in the outdoors period was just that kind Good of deal. that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just really can't thank you enough for taking me out on that trip well and that
1: was a slow started trip too yeah, the was. first body of water we went to was, that was terrible Canyon, yeah dude. and it, yeah. it didn't have anything
0: show it. and this is march during the spawn i mean should have been should have been should have been, been. been, been the, crazy the weren't rolling and and uh and then one of my other favorite stories and you still give me heck about this is uh you shooting the water snakes
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> That was that I was that choke again.
0: Yeah, it was choking. It was three rivers, I think. We were but that's the same Well, same choke, difference. yeah. yeah, yeah same chokes, more. So You know, but I was sitting there going, Holy crap. He had, you know, he shot two snakes and they started biting each other on the arrow and stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was freaking out on camera. And he's still got that video somewhere. I hope he never finds it, though. (laughs) Yep, I sure do.
1: (laughs) The the camera
0: was shaking because the (laughs) the
1: cameraman was running the other way. I am
0: not a fan of snakes, folks. I just wanted to make that clear. So, Uh, and Marty found that out firsthand. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) But, but, um, yeah, so give us your basic, you know, if, you, if you're if you going with a guide, what to look for and what to, what kind of concepts to keep in mind when you're out on a night of bow fishing. Especially during the night because that's when it's cooler this time of year.
1: Right, right. And typically you, you meet the individual somewhere and he should already have the boat in the water, everything ready. Um, you walk down, introduce, introductions are done. And then what I do is I'll take you to the point where we're going to start fishing, and that's when I go through the bows. The instructions so we're right. not going through the instruction, putting the bow up to go from point A to point B, and then starting over. You again. get
0: to your first point where we're starting. Correct, yeah, I and I let you do that with me. I let problems. everybody
1: shoot a few times, uh, figure out the trigger because um, all my customer bows are retrievers, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, Discovery Twos with the retrievers on them because there's nothing to remember. You don't have to remember to push that button. Push
0: that button on the muzzy reel. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
1: The muzzy reel if you shoot, uh you know if you get a big reel, a uh, big fish and the drag's not set right, then you have to pull the string out. And people don't know that stuff, but with a retriever, you reel it in, you shoot it, you reel it in, and set it up. And the biggest thing they have to remember is the slide stop faces up and the slides out in front of the rest that's yeah and you can look over you can as a guide you can glance over your shoulder and see okay that's fine right um but with a i don't know if they got the button pushed i can't
0: Right. I have to ask. There are a lot more. That's more for the advanced uh, archer that's, that's shooting the muzzy, you know, spin cast style reel Absolutely. versus the AMS bottle style reel. Yeah. I um, think so. I make that point in the article, too, where, you know, serious bow fishermen that, that fish a lot of air boats and stuff like that, you know, Louisiana is a big place where you can, you know, bow fish for redfish in Louisiana, for heaven's sakes and catfish yes. and that kind of stuff. You've done that. Um, but basically, you know, you've got to make sure you know what you're doing when you're when you're using one of those uh, Muzzy style reels that have the the retrieval system because it is like a giant big spin cast reel. Uh, but the AMS is pretty easy. The problem with the AMS, though, the drawback is that it's not very strong when you're trying to pull in things, you know, pull in fish and that kind of stuff. It's not as strong as the muzzy would be. Yeah,
1: it doesn't reel as... That's what it, I mean. It doesn't draw the string back right. in if you have a big fish on the end. Right. That's that's an easy fix. A guide can pull it in as you're sure. reeling it. Sure, Or yeah. um, once you learn how to use it, yes, you can trigger it, you can pull it, you get some slack in the strings, reel that slack out. Okay. Um, and something else, I would not suggest going after tilapia or alligator gar, your first bow fishing right. adventure. I remember that. Because remember. you have to know how to use the equipment before. You know, and a lot of times a gar is a quick response shot. Uh, tilapia, definitely. I just had some guys out about two weeks ago that hadn't bow fished before, and I think they seen half of what we were shooting at. Right. They, just they just could couldn't, not couldn't ID them. them. Right. They should – could not id
0: i still can't id tilapia a lot of times because it's it's a it's a you know you can you're like hold on you just pull back and shoot and i never saw the fish to begin with yeah that happens a lot yeah so um, but you know, I, I agree. Don't make the, you know, make a simple win on the first trip, on the first few trips before you dive into the big trophy alligator gar Absolutely. Or, or that kind of stuff or the tilapia. Cause those are really, you know, niche sports within a niche of bow fishing because they're, they're challenging in their own accord. You know, right. tilapia can see you like a turkey can see you. They have like four power binoculars built into their eyes. And, Absolutely. And then they have, um, you know, and they, they can detect movement very well.
1: Well, and the same with the same with, um, Deer hunting, right, you don't go after your trophy deer your first time your out first time out, out. Yeah, you might get point. lucky and get a trophy right. deer right and the same with you know bow fishing you might get lucky and get a trophy fish yeah. but typically we're shooting between fifteen and twenty pound fish mm-hmm. is the average um and they're a lot of fun right. i mean i can I can shoot all night if I'm shooting you know some twenty pound buffalo they're they're fun to put in a boat
0: yeah, absolutely. So. And you're not the one thing I wanted to make clear on this show, and I, I don't know if I've made it clear enough on the last show, is bow fishing again is not bad for the environment. It's it's helpful in a lot of cases because it helps preserve game fish, you know, and, and what you're you're saying is saving your game fish one trash fish at a time, right? Absolutely. That's your logo. Yeah, that's Absolutely. your slogan. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and if
1: you look at if you look at the body of waters where they've turned the grass carp loose. The bass are actually Suffering mm-hmm. because they're stressed out, and I think no cover. Either. I th- exactly for, from no cover. That's why they're stressed right. out because there is no cover, and I believe uh if you're going to put grass carp in a body of water and let us start bow fishing them a year out, right. we're like, not going to shoot them
0: all up. Right, like on Lake Conroe, for instance. Right, because you you can't you can't bow fish or for still grass carp cannot
1: and, bow fishermen, and, fish and, them like, and Lake Conroe has no. Vegetation. Vegetation, and it was real close to being a trophy bass lake.
0: Well, heck, the Bassmaster Classic was held there in 2017. And they
1: they did some good, but they didn't
0: do as well as I think they would That's right. That's right, without all the grass carp. No, I agree. And Lake Austin, you and I fish on a handful of occasions, uh, and that that lake is just sans grass at all. Well, and and (laughs) the lack of water vegetation is causing a lot of trees to
1: fall in the water. Yep because that's of the, point. the waves and the traffic that's on there that are in the water, uh, the soil's being washed away.
0: Well, you've shot some monster grass carp off of that lake and then other lakes around down oh, where yeah. I'm at, right? Central yeah. Texas. Yeah. Or Austin area, basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: Mainly Austin area. Yes. Yeah,
0: So, uh, that's big. And then you've recently fished town lake or I'm sorry, Ladybug Lake down in downtown Austin. Yeah. Um, that's,
1: that's a, that's a good lake. If you can put up with the, uh,
0: we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the funny thing about that lake is I'll never forget when I was a, a, a an avid carp fisherman in the early two thousands. Uh, and Marty still makes fun of me for this folks. Um, but I would go out there underneath. I think is the First Street Bridge. Is that where the bats are? Yeah. The carp uh, would feed on the bat poop. No, it's yeah. Congress. Congress. It? Congress, yes. Congress Bridge. Yeah. Congress. So the, the South, not South First, but the Congress Bridge. But um, you know the uh, the funny thing is the the carp would feed on the bat poop, and you could just cast directly, like, dang near sight cast, since that lake's so shallow, and catch carp. You know, off of them. I of course would not eat carp from that lake, although I did back then. But I wouldn't eat them from that area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but. yeah
1: that's uh i i still run into a couple of the hardcore carp fishermen and
0: they're pretty serious about that lake yes they are and not uh, and there's tournaments held on that lake and it's a very common thing with the national carp association which uh, i still can't believe or north american carp association yes or whatever but anyway but now I, I i before i started bow fishing these folks i was i was catching them on a rod and reel and that's why i wrote in the march issue the kayaks for carp um you know, article because I had that experience with 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 fishing with them, and really for rod and reel, Marty, th- there's probably everybody will argue with me. I made the argument in the article that I wrote in March. I, some people will say the striper is the hardest fighting fish in freshwater. I will say on a rod and reel, the carp beats it hands down.
1: I could see that. They fight that. like a borrowed mule. I bet the grass carp is. Be I even bet so better, too, because they 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 fight hard when you get them on bow and arrow. Yep, yep, so. yep,
0: that's right, they do. They'll make runs and everything yes. else trying to get away from you when you try to drag them in the boat. That's another good point. But, um, you know, and, and that's just... I just kind of wonder how it was back in the day when the Native Americans were bow fishing back then. You know, like when you started out, you were just shooting arrows into the water. Well, that and was,
1: yeah, that was long time ago. I know,
0: many, many, many years ago. But, I mean, long, long, long time ago. You know, what, 30, how many years have you been at it?
1: It had to be... Uh, Dang near 40 years. Closer or 50 years. 50,
0: yeah, I was about to say, you know, 40 because, years
1: plus. Because, uh, well, I was seven or eight years old walking the banks in Tennessee doing that.
0: Right, right, yeah. And um yeah it's just one of those things that um I just kind of think about how how it, for fishing for food back in the day you know back in the before man ever settled this area you know there were there were there were uh, Native Americans bow fishing for gar and for uh and for buffalo and for other native species you know at the time right so, well and the, and the alligator and gar
1: you know if you go down south you'll find some pictures every now and then some really big alligator gar where they They've taken them like you know. over
0: 100 pounds, kind yeah, of, a hundred pounds. Yeah, oh, way over hundred pounds. What's the biggest alligator gar you've shot?
1: Mine's at one seventy four. Holy
0: smokes! That's seven huge. foot
1: seven inches.
0: Did you see? I don't know if you've been in my office lately, but have you seen the big gar? That was from our two thousand twelve trip. One. That one yes. right there. I was. That was four at that. inches short of the the state record back when I shot it. Wow. I, I did the math on that. I've got the head over here. I have got the, the the gar heads that I, yes. that I keep. What you've seen, but. You know, and that's a cool thing you can do. Every time I catch we catch a Gar at, at Crosswater Outfitters, I end up uh, giving the head to somebody that wants to make a European mount and show right. pictures of what I did with my European mount. And they and make a cool European really mount. Do. They really do. They really really do. cool. Yeah. But it's kind of a cool little trophy to have as a remembrance of your time, especially the bigger ones are the better ones to do. But the, what I'm talking about, folks, is behind me I've got um, a Gar skin, which is the plated armor that a Gar has, that I basically hollowed out from a from a trophy-sized long nose Gar, or close to trophy-sized long nose Gar. And just hung on the wall, you know, facing down. And um, it basically, I used some borax. Marty helped me uh, figure out how to how to get it cleaned up and everything like that. And we basically cleaned it up, dried it out, and I got it hanging on my walls as a souvenir, as a trophy. So
1: well, and I did the same thing with a uh, alligator gar. Okay, I opened it up and made a shield. Okay, and I've got that hanging a on shield. my wall. Yes.
0: Well, it, that the, the armor is super tough, so I At guess that the, would make sense.
1: Supposedly, the Greeks used them too.
0: A shield. Yes, wow!
1: It's uh, you never told me this before. Oh, it's a six footer that I opened up, and it's a it makes a
0: a big shield. Yeah, big shield. I bet so. Does that have a handle or anything on it? No, just, I didn't do all that. <laughs> I didn't do all that <laughs> crazy. It's, fancy, it's just you know? hanging on the wall <laughs>
1: behind my bows. Behind and, your bows, just yeah. kind of i a, I'll have to take a picture a, and send it yeah, to yeah, it if you. Yeah, I'd
0: love to see that. Cool. Yeah, I've been to your house in a while, but anyway so no I just I wanted to have you and just talk about the basics of of getting out there and getting it done and, and summer months are a perfect time to go bow fishing because they're fantastic opportunities out there and um, you know
1: we hit it at night too and that that and makes a big difference cool. I mean, it, it cools not, off
0: It cools off but it's not it's still humid and you know it's still oh, not yeah. gonna be cold but it's uh, I'll never forget some of the bow fishing trips I did with you in the winter Oh. You both fish year round. Yeah. You know I mean, there, there are times you were making fun of me dressed up like a bow hunter. I, I had my full camo, you know, suit and everything on going out there and fishing with you and Holly and Tim. And uh, you were like, Where are you going? Bow hunting after this? Are you going for deer or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but it gets cold out there on the water, though. It does. Quick. But the nice thing about this time of year is it is so, it's so nice to, uh, it's so cool and it's so, you know, it, it's nice at night. Yes. You know, it's and comfortable. It's productive, too. Yes. Yeah, it's comfortable. And Absolutely. So, and you're, you're booking pretty heavy now. So, tell people how to get a hold of you, and I don't want to keep you that much longer. I know you got a lot of stuff going on today.
1: Uh, the best way is uh, to call or text me at 254-931-3474. Um, you, can go on, uh, you can go on my website, garquest.com uh, and uh, find my number. Yeah. Or, that's uh, another
0: website I built, folks. So. I'm also <laughs>
1: yes, he did, and he did an awesome job. Thanks. And also, you can go on uh, GarQuest Bowfishing on Facebook yep. or Marty McIntyre on Facebook.
0: On Facebook, and then you also you're on Twitter as well.
1: Twitter and, uh, and that other stuff, that instant Instagram, uh, yeah, that thing, yeah, yeah
0: whatever that thing yeah. is. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I'm on there occasionally. No, uh, that's cool. I don't I don't post as many times as I should.
0: No, that's cool. I mean, you're at least posting pictures. The thing I like about your Facebook page is you're constantly posting pictures about people catching fish and just about pictures from the night and the night before and so on and so forth. Video. That's a the lot most
1: updated. And I've done, I haven't done one in a while. I need to do a uh, lot, Facebook live, yeah, Facebook yeah.
0: lives. That you're really, really well known for doing. So I was
1: doing a bunch of them last year. I haven't do, that done that was and that's great year.
0: to watch for somebody that's not on the water with you all the right. time because you really feel in the moment with that live yeah. stuff. Because it pre records and it or it shows it on Facebook. Yeah, it's pre recorded after it goes live, and so you know that's one of the things I've always I kind of live vicariously through your guide eyes. You <laughs> know, as 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 you see it and do it every day. You know, something a lot of us dream of doing. You know, on the weekends and stuff. So that's kind of cool uh and the other thing is youtube i've got my own playlist for marty's stuff for garquest bow fishing in central texas um and that's on uh if you just go youtube.com forward slash d warnke w-a-r-n-c-k-e and i'll put that in the show notes i'll actually put the playlist for all the garquest videos in show notes because they good lord there's a bunch of them right i mean we've been doing videos for seven years now man can you believe that (laughs) i've I've been slacking lately though. (laughs) you gotta give me more stuff to edit yeah absolutely (laughs) So, uh, no, that's fantastic. But thanks so much for joining us, Marty, and thanks so much for coming out to, uh, to my house and, uh, and recording this with us, man. It means a lot. Thanks for having Absolutely. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes. Bye, Marty. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Marty. Um, I'm really excited about this bow fishing stuff. I know I write on the, on the kind of weirder stuff of Texas Fishing Game. I know kind of the outside-the-box writer, as I said. But you know that's the cool thing about what I do is that I love the I love the things that are on the edge. I love the things that are not you know kind of in the margins that are that are not mainstream hunting and fishing stuff all the time because those things are cool and I, I enjoy all those things. I do I enjoy all the you know redfish and um, and bass and uh, you know and catfish and all that stuff and I do all that. Y'all see me do all that over the years. Uh, but man, the bow fishing and stuff like that and, and then crossbows and, and air guns and stuff like that that I'm into is just so cool. I mean, there's just so much to enjoy about the outdoors and there there's really your choice to do whatever you want to with the information that we put out here. Um, you know, but my whole goal is to inspire you and motivate you to go out and have the best of the outdoors in your life um, and in what you do. So if you're not done so already, here comes my speech about the newsletters. Oh my gosh, here it comes. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our newsletters, Tactical Tuesday. Our list is over 58,000 people now that read the newsletter. Well, not all of them read the newsletter, but that's how big our list gets. the newsletter is. But uh, I'm excited about the growth that we're having there. And uh, Tactical Tuesday, Wildlife Wednesday, Thursday, Texas State of the Outdoor Nation. Lots of fun there, lots of new stories. I've had some gear review stories go up on my personal blog, warnkeyoutdoors.com. Or on uh, FishGame.com, I've, I've reviewed a um, cleaning mat. I review an AR-15 cleaning mat that has an exploded diagram of the cleaning mat. It has tools with it as well. I've reviewed a flashlight, the OD Pro. Uh, I believe it's KL um, 52 Pro or 52 uh, Plus, and uh, fantastic flashlight. And then also a bipod from TWAD, which is a company that does. Um, that manufactures things uh and uh, sells them on amazon for gun 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 uses and hunting uses anyway really cool stuff three reviews of things like that on fishgame.com just go search for my name as a keyword and um anyway i just love this stuff thank you guys so much for watching reading and listening have a good week out there guys uh it's hot okay especially down here in texas if you're listening where, where we broadcast this thing from it's smoking hot man uh, and August is not going to be any better. The, the situation with um, the temperatures being where they are, I mean, we've had like, when I'm recording this, it's been like six days of, of, of triple digit temperatures like every day. So stay cool, stay hydrated, so important. All my fishing guides are really big about bringing extra water, especially if somebody forgets theirs on the boat. Um, Definitely need extra water out in the field when you're hunting, especially if you're axis. Or we just had a guy at the hunting ranch I work with, DB Hunting Ranch uh, here in Central Texas, uh, come shoot a water buffalo. And uh, as, as as hard and tough as that thing was, it was a big bull. Uh, he said he almost needed an African caliber to take it down. So. They're tough. But anyway, this is a great time, guys, to get out in the outdoors. And I'll say what Chester Moore said and what we said, I think, on two podcasts ago. If you don't like the outdoors and you don't have to like hunting and fishing, but if you don't enjoy wildlife and just getting out there and camping and hiking and just seeing all of God's creations, man, you're weird, you know? Uh, if you don't like the outdoors, you're weird. So that's something that Chester says all the time. And I, I kind of take it and run with it because that's kind of kind of the way I feel too, I guess um all that being said man you guys rock i can't thank you guys enough for subscribing to the show for giving us a five-star rating and there's not enough of you guys that are given us a five-star rating on itunes so please do that uh that helps other people find the show and then obviously through the magazine and my social media promotion and everything more people find them find the podcast, and it's it's slowly growing. But I just want to get the word out there. I just to have you guys as listeners just makes my day, and I can't tell you how grateful I am for each and every single one of you guys that that listen to the show, that take the time out of your busy day to to uh, you know listen to my entertainment, if you will, and education and motivation and inspiration. So anyway, thank you guys so much for watching, reading, and listening. Have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time.